The Roman side of the river was the place to be. The nearest we can come to understanding this divide may be the southern border of the United States. There the spit and polished troops are immigration police. The hordes, the Mexicans, Haitians, and other dispossessed people seeking illegal entry. In his book, The Fall of the Roman Empire, A New History of Rome and the Barbarians, Oxford's Peter Heather challenges previous historians and attributes the fall of the empire to Rome's refusal to block a great horde of refugees that arrived at its border late in the 4th century. Quote, In 376, a large band of Gothic refugees arrived at the empire's Danube frontier, asking for asylum. In a complete break with established Roman policy, they were allowed in unsubdued. They revolted, and within two years had defeated and killed the emperor Valens, the one who had received them, along with two-thirds of his army, at the Battle of Hadrianople. At first, quote, this sudden surge of would-be Gothic immigrants wasn't seen as a problem at all, writes Heather. On the contrary, Valens happily admitted them because he saw in this flood of displaced humanity a great opportunity. The Roman historian Ammianus wrote of how warmly the Goths were welcomed, quote, the affair caused more joy than fear, and educated flatterers immoderately praised the good fortune of the prince, which unexpectedly brought him so many young recruits from the ends of the earth. Unquote. What Valens had done was the Christian thing to do, but it had never been the Roman thing to do. Valens has his modern counterpart in George W. Bush, for in May of 2006, Republican senators at Bush's urging joined Democrats to offer a blanket amnesty to 12 million illegal aliens and permit U.S. businesses to go abroad and bring in foreign workers. Senators had been shocked by the millions of Hispanics marching in America's cities under Mexican flags. And as was the Emperor Valens, President Bush was hailed for his compassion and his vision. Just as Rome's time came, so today comes the time of the West. From Algeria, Tunisia, Morocco, Mauritania, and the old French colonies of the Sub-Sahara, they crossed the Mediterranean. From the mandated lands Europe tore from the Ottomans, an Islamic invasion is mounted that is changing forever the character of the old continent. And the future the militant imams have in mind for Europe is not the same as that dreamed of by the bureaucrats of Brussels. In 2005, there came a fire bell in the night. Children of Arab and African peoples France once ruled burned and looted the suburbs of Paris and 300 cities. In 2005, 750,000 more Russians disappeared from the face of the earth, bringing Russia's population down to 143 million. Due to an anemic birth rate and early deaths, another 10 million will vanish in the next 10 years. Meanwhile, Chinese workers and traders in the thousands annually cross the Amor and Usuri rivers to work and live, slowly repossessing the lands lost to the czars and the world's last great storehouse of natural resources, Siberia and the Russian Far East. In the Caucasus and Central Asia, holy warriors take up arms to drive Mother Russia back whence the Cossacks came centuries ago. And above all, it is happening here. In the 18th century... America began its restless, relentless drive to dominance from the Atlantic seaboard over the mountains to the Great River. In the age of Jackson and Polk, the United States tore Florida away from Spain, and Texas, 
the Southwest, and California, away from young Mexico. By century's end, we had annexed Hawaii, Guam, Puerto Rico, and the Philippines. In 1900, U.S. Marines marched beside British Imperial troops to Peking to crush the Boxer Rebellion. In the first half of the 20th century, America invaded Mexico, built the Panama Canal, intervened in the Caribbean and Central America, smashed Japan's empire, and conquered the Pacific and East Asia. Now the tape has begun to run in reverse. In 1960, there were perhaps 5 million Asians and Hispanics in the United States. Today, there are 57 million. Between 10 and 20 percent of all Mexican, Central American, and Caribbean peoples have moved into the United States. One to two million enter every year and stay. Half of them in defiance of America's laws and disdain for America's borders. No one knows how many are here. The estimates run from 11 to 20 million. This is not immigration as America knew it, when men and women made a conscious choice to turn their backs on their native lands and cross the ocean to become Americans. This is an invasion, the greatest invasion in history. Nothing of this magnitude has ever happened in so short a span of time. There are 36 million immigrants and their children in the United States today, almost as many as came to America between Jamestown in 1607 and the Kennedy election of 1960. Nearly 90% of all immigrants now come from continents and countries whose peoples have never before been fully assimilated into any Western country. Against the will of a vast majority of Americans, America is being transformed. As our elites nervously avert their gaze or welcome the invasion, we are witness to one of the great tragedies in human history. From Gibbon to Spengler to Toynbee and the Durants, the symptoms of dying civilizations are well known. The death of faith, the degeneration of morals, contempt for the old values, collapse of the culture, paralysis of the will. But the two certain signs that a civilization has begun to die are a declining population and foreign invasions no longer resisted. The Invasion On August 12, 2005, Governor Bill Richardson of New Mexico declared a state of emergency on the Mexican border, claiming the region had been, quote, devastated by the ravages and terror of human smuggling, drug smuggling, kidnapping, murder, destruction of property, and the death of livestock, unquote. Three days later, Governor Janet Napolitano of Arizona declared a state of emergency on her southern border. By March 2006, Napolitano was moving National Guard to the border while assuring the people of Arizona, quote, we are not at war with Mexico. The Southwest is being overrun by illegal aliens who cross in the thousands every day in an endless trek north as they repopulate America. The trafficking in narcotics in people is a human rights outrage and a national disgrace. Even more so is the failure of the government of the United States to enforce our laws and protect our borders, stretches of which have become a hell on earth. On September 20, 2004, Time magazine described what is happening on the Mexican border. Quote, When the crowds cross the ranches along and near the border, they discard backpacks, empty Gatorade, and water bottles and soiled clothes. They turn the land into a vast latrine leaving behind revolting mounds of personal refuse and enough discarded plastic bags to stock a Walmart. Night after night, they cut fences intended to hold in cattle and horses. 
The illegal traffic is so heavy that some ranchers, because of the disruptions and noise, get very little sleep at night, unquote. It testifies to the moral rot in both parties that our leaders are so terrified of being called nativist, xenophobic, or even racist that they blind themselves to the rampant criminality along our southern frontier. Who are the invaders? On November 28, 2005, President Bush, speaking in Tucson, conceded that in five years, 4.5 million aliens had been caught attempting to break into the United States. Among that 4.5 million, Bush admitted, were more than 350,000 with criminal records. One in every 12 illegal aliens the U.S. Border Patrol had apprehended was a criminal. That is 70,000 felons apprehended each year, 200 felons every single day for five years trying to break into our country to rob, rape, and murder Americans. Of the millions who succeeded on Bush's watch, how many came for just such purposes? How many Americans have been robbed, assaulted, or murdered because the president failed in his duty to defend the borders of the United States? Nearly 8 million foreigners did enter during those five years, 3.7 million of them illegally. If one in 12 was a criminal, 300,000 felons slipped in during Bush's tenure. This is an historic dereliction of presidential duty. There are today 36 million foreign born in the United States, almost three times as many people as the 13.5 million here at the peak of the Great Wave in 1910. And it is among these tens of millions of foreign-born that illegal aliens find sanctuary. As James Edwards of the Hudson Institute writes, legal and illegal immigration are two sides of the same coin.